welcome to Menopause in the Kitchen, where we talk all things food and nutrition for women in their midlife years. I'm Rachel Cooper, dietitian and food lover, with a passion for sharing information about nutrition in practical ways, so that you can take what you need and implement it into your lifestyle. Join me in my kitchen as I share bite-sized chunks of information to help you nourish your body and thrive in your midlife years and beyond. Hello everyone and welcome back to Menopause in the Kitchen. It's been a while. Um, I have had a lot going on and I think last time I recorded a podcast, the last episode, I said that I was back and um, was going to start recording more regularly and unfortunately life happened and that that didn't actually eventuate. But I thought it's getting to the end of the year. We're getting to that festive season. I'm recording this on what's the date today 22nd of December so it's um it's not long until the the big day Christmas day for those of you who celebrate that but um I just thought it would be a really good chance to jump on and record a podcast today just with some of my thoughts around how to approach this time of the year because we know that the festive season can come with its challenges if you're trying to take a non-diet approach to the way that you're looking after yourself and the way that you're eating. And um, so I, I just thought it would be a really timely time for me to get on and just tell you about my thoughts and maybe give you some ideas and things that you can go forward into this festive season with arm yourself with some tools and some ideas to um, to get through it in the best way that you can. And it's really going to depend on where you are in your journey on this non-diet um, journey. If you're very new and maybe you're hearing about this for the first time listening to this um, episode, you know, Maybe the festive season is not the time to really jump into this, but it might just, I invite you to maybe just be curious and notice what's going on at that time of year for you and what sorts of thoughts and behaviours are happening so that you can maybe take that information forward after all the festivities are over and use that as a starting point to um, changing the way you look at food and moving yourself towards more of a food freedom rather than food restriction. Um, However, if you're already in the journey, maybe you've already started and be dabbling in the non-diet space, um, you know, Christmas time and the festive season. I say Christmas, I know not everyone celebrates Christmas, but... um, you know, I, I'm sort of talking about this time of year when there's lots of festivities of, for, for different reasons and also, you know, going into the new year, um, that that this is often a time that can really challenge the sorts of um, things that you've been trying to put into place up until this point. So before we jump in, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the non-diet approach in case there are any listeners where this is fairly new to them. Um, I think I've mentioned throughout different episodes that this is the way that I practice, but I haven't actually done any episodes specifically about the non-diet approach. And I do plan to do 
more about that into the future. But um, for today's episode, just a brief sort of introduction and, and how I sort of got to this. In fact, if you go back to my very, very first intro um, episode, I actually talk about my journey as a dietitian and how I sort of came to this um, way of working. And really what, what the non-diet approach is, is exactly that. It's, it's about not dieting. And dieting can come in many forms. It doesn't necessarily have to be a specific diet that you're following to lose weight, Um, but it might be um, just restricting, just uh, changing what you're eating because that's what you think you should be doing, not necessarily what you want to do, but um, what you think you should be doing. And so making restrictions and not allowing yourself to eat certain foods or really restricting certain foods because you, for whatever reason, it may be because you're trying to um, watch your weight or, you know, reduce your weight, or it might be um, because you think you're doing it for your health or, or whatever the motivations might be. And it's really, really normal to have these behaviors and thoughts because we live in a world that promotes that it promotes thin thinness as being the ideal and the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar billion dollar listen to that um, industry and it's not a multi-billion dollar industry because what they do works it's only making that amount of money because people have to keep coming back Um, and so I I don't like I said I don't want to get too much into this in today's episode because I really want to just focus on how we can approach this time of the year and and, um, I will have some more episodes in the future where I'll talk a little bit more detail about this but really my approach is about looking at all foods as part of a healthy diet it doesn't have to you don't have to restrict foods um, in any way and it's about trusting your body learning to trust your body and that takes some time Um, and learning to listen to your body and knowing that you know if you look inwards you actually do know what you need and um and also about enjoying food i'm i'm a food lover i love food it's probably one of the reasons i love this time of year because um i really enjoy the the different foods that we might have just at this time of year so those sort of traditions that we might have and having things that maybe we don't have at other times in the year i really look forward to that and so i'm You know, I'm a big believer in enjoying food for what it is and not having, not feeling guilty. Um, And unfortunately, that's what a lot of dieting sort of tells us that we should feel guilty about certain foods and certain foods are good and some are bad and, and so on. So it's about really neutralizing all of those messages and saying, well, actually, no, none of that is true. Um, And we can enjoy eating. Um, so that's really important to me and that's where the food freedom comes in, the freedom to be able to eat food that you enjoy and not feel that guilt and restriction around certain things. Now that takes a lot of time to get there um, and sometimes those thoughts don't ever disappear but we learn we learn to acknowledge them and we learn to challenge them. And so 
really that's what this is all about is it's, it's about taking an, a, an approach to eating that, um, you know, doesn't involve restriction and doesn't involve any kind of dieting. And it doesn't mean that nutrition's not important. Nutrition is very important. And I, prov- I sort of um, use a gentle nutrition um, way uh, rather than being very strict about yes and no or good and bad um, and you know eating eating for nutrition and nourishing our body is really very important so it's not that we we let that go out the window and say well you can eat donuts for breakfast lunch and dinner if you want to every day um, you know it, it, it's about um, incorporating nutrition in in a more gentle way rather than in a, a restrictive way. And I talk a lot about what to add to your eating rather than what to take away. So anyway, that's just a little nutshell. I will um, do some more episodes in the future where I go into more detail about some of these things. But let's talk about this festive season and why it might be quite challenging to take this approach Um And one of the reasons is that we have a lot of events that revolve around food. And so for for many people who have had a restrictive approach to their eating or have been dieting on and off for many, many years, you get to this time of year and in the past it would be quite a stressful time thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to stick with my diet or do I just give up my diet and I'll start again in the new year? Or how am I going to control myself around all this food? There's going to be too much. I'll eat too much. You know, all of those sorts of thoughts um, are are things that often people will um, come up with as we approach this season. Um, And there's also that um, the the kind of black and white thinking, which often comes with dieting, that I've been on a diet and I've been, you know, doing well um, in in the sense of, of that diet. I'm, I, you know, I don't know that you're doing well exactly, but in, in terms of what um, that diet is asking you to do. But then you get to this time of year and it's like, oh, well, it's just going to be too hard. I'm just going to throw that diet out the window for now. And often you know, often you will overeat and overindulge because um, because you haven't had those foods in so long and you haven't actually allowed yourself to have these foods throughout that diet. So all of a sudden it's like this black or white or all or nothing. It's like I, I couldn't have it and now I can and I'm just going to have it all and have as much as I can because come New Year's I'm back to going on my diet and restricting it all again. So they're sort of a lot of the things that sort of um, tend to happen with people who are dieting and restricting um, on and off throughout their their life. But um, I guess if we are looking at a non-diet approach coming up to this festive season, uh, even if you've been trying to, to sort of practice these things um, previously, when we get to events where there are lots of food or we've got lots of different foods that you wouldn't normally have um, or just a lot of events one after the other that's not normal like it's it's not the sort of thing that normal normally happens in your life it can be really hard to let that dieting thinking go at this time even though you may have been able to challenge it and do well 
um, you know, up until now, um, you get to this time of year and it can be it can be really hard to sort of to let those thoughts go. Um, the other thing is uh, the the family and friends and family and friends are often also very ingrained in diet culture and you know I know for sure that you know at different events you'll often get and I probably maybe I get it more often because I'm a dietitian and people are looking for I don't know validation or something or other but I I think it happens to everyone that you have family and friends that will comment about food and it might be uh, themselves so they might say oh I don't know that I should be having another serve of this or um, you know oh gosh this is a lot of carbs I've had today that's a lot more than I normally do you know um or they might say things like, oh, I'm really going to have to go back to the gym tomorrow after this to compensate or, you know, things like that. So we hear all those sorts of comments from friends and family. And that can be challenging when you're trying to change your thinking and think a little bit differently about food. Sometimes those comments can be directed at you. And that's really, really challenging. I think when people are making those comments about themselves, you can separate yourself from that a little. Um, But when you have family members who like to comment about your food choices, um, where they might say, oh, do you really need more of that or oh gee your your plate's very full that's that's a lot for for you or you know um those sorts of comments um and they're often directed quite quite often it's directed at people who um are of a larger size um and that that can be really really challenging to have um, family members make those comments to you Um, And sometimes it might be about your body as well. You know, people love to comment about people's bodies. Um, And, you know, you might hear things like, oh, you're looking wonderful. Have you lost weight? Um, Or, you know, oh, that diet must be working on you, Um, Auntie Flo. It's, 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 um, you're looking wonderful. Look, look how slim you look. So you can hear those sorts of comments. But then also there can be some negative comments. So um, you might have family members who like to make comments about your body, like, oh, gee, you know, you look like you've put on a bit, um, or you know, you're, you've changed. What, what's what's happened? Uh, and things like that. That can be really, really challenging when they're directed at you. I think when people are talking about themselves it's easier to just sort of go, that's their issue, that's their problems. Um, But when those comments are directed at you, that can be really, really challenging. Um, And and it can often trigger some of that sort of old diet thinking and restrictive thinking. So, um, you know, if, if you are having those comments directed at you, it can then make it very hard to stick to those non-diet thoughts and and remind yourself that it's okay and you can enjoy whatever food you feel like enjoying and you don't have to feel guilty. These sorts of comments can really send you backwards. Um, So it's important, I, I guess I'll just preface this here as saying that you know yourself the best and you know the situations, the family members and friends that you're going to be with you know that best and you know what sorts of things to expect. 
And what I would say is depending on the situation would be depend would depend on how how you react and what you actually do. Um, so I, I often sort of say that if you feel comfortable, you could have a one-liner that you might um, say like something like, oh, look, the size of your body is really not the most important thing about me. Um, or, you know, we shouldn't really comment on people's, um, people's bodies or uh, if someone's commenting about your food, you could say something like, um, oh, look, I, I prefer to just, um, you know, focus. Can we just focus on what, what we're having for ourselves and not what other people are eating? Or I choose to eat what I feel like is right for me right now. Um, and this is what I think is right for me. Um, so you can have one liners like that if you feel safe enough and feel that that is good for you. And I totally understand and recognize that for some people, there might be real trauma from these sorts of comments. Um, these these sorts of comments may have started from a very young age. Maybe you got teased in, in, in primary school um, by kids or your family members have constantly talked about your eating and your food and your body. And you know, that has a massive effect on how we feel about ourselves um, down the track. And so I totally acknowledge that for some people having a one-liner or some kind of a response is just not going to be safe for them. Uh, and sometimes it might elicit a response that you really don't want, uh, an argument or further, further comments. And so um, it's about protecting yourself in those positions um, and you know yourself best and you know the people that you're going to be with best and what what is going to be uh, more helpful for you. So you may choose to just totally ignore the comment and just, just not say anything. Um, you might choose to find an excuse and just, um, you know, excuse yourself, go outside or go to the bathroom or something like that to try and take a few deep breaths and calm yourself down um, and try to try to ground yourself and um, and and I guess reflect on how you're feeling in that particular situation. And I think for people who have had long term issues with these sorts of comments and and trauma that um, uh, is experienced by that, uh, if you're not already, it would be a really good idea to maybe seek some help and some therapy to help work through that because, you know, if that's the sort of situation you're in, um, general non-diet approach type um, suggestions are not going to be um, as effective for you. So you, you might need to do some more work one-on-one uh, -on -one with, a, with a therapist to, to actually um, help yourself move forward. Um, so uh, I, I guess I'm just acknowledging that there are lots of different situations that people are facing and it's not always that easy to just use a one-liner and sometimes for you the best thing would be to just say nothing uh, and protect yourself. Um, the other option, again, if you feel that this is appropriate, and I think sometimes this is most appropriate when you have a friend or family member that you know is not saying this in in sort of malice. They're not they're not saying these comments, not necessarily about you, but they might just be comments about themselves and their food and their eating. 
um, that they are just as affected by diet culture as we all have been. And it's just that some people don't know any different or they haven't heard about the non-diet approach or they just think that that is normal to talk about food in that way. And I think it's important that we are kind to people in these situations because it's not their fault. Some people are just horrible and mean. Okay, and particularly if it's being directed at you, um, you know, that's a totally different situation. But if people are talking about themselves and going, oh, gee, you know, I've had too much, I'm going to have to go and burn this off or or whatever, they are really just reflecting what they're being told by society. And they are just as affected by diet culture as all of us have been. And so it's important to be um, kind in these situations. I I actually... um, heard a a quote the other day from a podcast I was listening to and it really thought made me think about diet culture and um, it was to be ruthless with systems and kind to people and I guess if we think about that in terms of diet culture is it's the systems that uphold diet culture, things like patriarchy and um, racism, they are all, they all are the things that uphold diet culture. Um, Capitalism, because all the, you know, the, the diet companies make so much money from us. So it's those systems and the society that's built around those systems that actually creates these issues. And that is what we should be angry at. The people who are just affected by that um, are not necessary. Like I said, the person, the friend or the family member who comments about her own food choices or says how guilty she feels for all the food she's eaten um, is just being affected by what she's being told. Um, and so be ruthless with diet culture and be angry with diet culture and the systems that um, uphold that and be kind and compassionate to the people who are just being affected by that. And so in this case, if it's someone that you know well and, you know, they're, they're making these comments, these sort of diet restriction type comments in relation to their, their own eating, um, it might be a subtle way to plant a seed and provide a little bit of education. I'm not talking about going on a rant and um uh, and preaching to them or, you know, telling them what they should do. But you might just make a comment like your body and your, bo- your body size is not the most important part of you. I actually really love how friendly you are. I love that you're such a good cook or, you know, find those other things that you can compliment that person on. Or you might be able to say, you know, there is no good or bad food. Food has no moral judgment. It's just food and we are allowed to enjoy it. So you might just make little comments like that, that they, it might just plant that little bit of a seed for them. Um, And so again, you will know when the most appropriate time would be to, to take this option. Um, and for some people, and I know there are you know, people out there that it's probably not even worth bothering with, they're not going to listen, they po- possibly will come back with 
uh, you know, lots of reasons why that's not true. And you don't really want to get into an argument and have to deal with that um, at this time of year. But there are people that we all know that are just, you can see that they're just affected by diet culture. And you can also see that they're probably really unhappy because they're dieting and restricting so much and you can just see how unhappy that's making them. And so it could be an opportunity to just provide a little bit of a a sentence here and there that might help them to think differently. Or you might say, oh, this is what I'm doing now. I'm actually allowing myself to eat these foods because what I found is when I restrict them and I tend to then overeat them. And I find that if I just let myself have some when I feel like it, that it's it's a much better way of 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 eating and I feel much better about myself. So you might even just make a comment on something that you've been trying and what you've noticed, and that might just help them to sort of see that there's actually another option. There's a different way of thinking. And then, of course, if you're not feeling confident or ready to even say any of these things, it's okay to just protect yourself and do whatever it takes to to get through that particular conversation. And it might just be changing the subject, (laughs) Uh, whether that's subtly or whether that's obviously. Um, It might be just excusing yourself and say, oh, excuse me, I've just I've got to go to the bathroom or I need some fresh air or whatever it might be. Um, It might be that there's a particular person, if, if you're maybe in a larger group, there might be a particular person that you might just want to try to avoid and, you know, maybe seat yourself if you have the opportunity at the other end of the table, for example, where you won't have to sort of listen and have those conversations. So um, it's perfectly okay to do whatever it is that is best for you at that time. Not everyone feels confident enough yet or may never to speak up and actually um, challenge some of these um, thoughts um, and comments. But um, if you need to, you can just, yeah, you can walk away, you can change the subject, you can do whatever it is that helps you to sort of move through that conversation um, and move on to something else. Um, so that's that's some of the things, I guess, that we can think about um, in terms of other people that we may be coming across during this festive season. Um, the other thing I just wanted to um Uh, point out here that we can sometimes find difficult is that sort of pressure to eat. Um, You know, you might have that well-meaning mother or grandmother or aunt or whatever who loves to cook and loves, you know, and, and pushes food onto you. I mean, I come from a European background and I totally understand that because it's very much part of the culture and it's also for many the way that they um, show love so it's like well I've cooked this beautiful food and I want you to eat it because I'm this I'm doing this for you and I'm I'm showing my love through this food but it's okay to say I look I've had enough I'm really full and I just I can't have any more right now it's okay to set those boundaries and um, and be clear and, and not feel pressured to eat when you do feel like you've had enough. Um, or you could say something like, oh, look, I really love that cake, but um, I've had some other things and I'm really, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it if I have it right now because I've eaten, I've eaten enough. Um, 
but I'm going to take some with me and I'm going to have it tomorrow when I can really enjoy it and take my time. Um, and, um, you know, I'll actually enjoy it more when I actually feel like I'm hungry and ready for it. So, you know, there's ways around it that you're not fobbing them off and saying, I just don't want to eat your food. Because like I said, in certain cultures and certain families, food is love. It's the way that they show love and um, that reciprocating by eating it is is sort of how they sort of see um, how they see that planning panning out. But um, but it is okay to set your boundaries and say, okay, I, I really can't eat anymore. I've had enough. I'm really feeling quite full. I don't want to be uncomfortable. And and say, can I have some for tomorrow? You know, I'll, I'll and, and really play it up and say, I will really enjoy it more if I have it tomorrow because I'm really full right now. Um, so yeah, just, just wanted to point out that's, I guess, from, you know, from personal experience and, and, um, knowing that sort of culture that food is really, really important at this time of year. Um, but it's okay to set your boundaries. Um, and you don't have to be mean about it. Um, you can be nice about it and still get the result that you, you need for yourself. Um, all right. A few other things. What about, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was a was how do you approach this yourself? So as I said at the start, it might depend on where you're at on your journey. If you're very new, I would say that this time of year is probably not the time to be trying to really um, uh, put these non-diet, non-restrictive sort of um, practices into place because you're going to find it quite tricky. This is a really tricky time. Um, so maybe what you could do if you're new to non-diet or you're early in your journey, what I could suggest is use this as a way of being curious and um, and and taking note and, and, and noticing what's happening at this time of year. So noticing what are the sorts of thoughts that are going through your head what are the sorts of behaviours that you're doing? Um, again, these could be things that hap- have happened um, on and on for many, many years. But just being curious and noticing what you do is a really good start because that can arm you with information to then help you move forward to a less restrictive way of thinking and eating. But you may not change anything at all this festive season. But you might just really take some time to reflect and notice. It might be while you're actually at the event, but sometimes it sort of all gets a bit much and you you may not really stop to think about that. But maybe give yourself some time after the event to stop and take a little bit of time to yourself to reflect on, okay, so what happened during that event? What sorts of thoughts were going through my head? How was I feeling? You know, what did I feel when when all of this food sort of came out and foods that maybe I normally restricted? How, how did I feel? How did I behave? Did I overeat because I haven't had this stuff for so long? Um, you know, did I eat slowly and enjoy the food or was I eating really quickly? Um, was I feeling guilty afterwards? Just be curious about how you felt and what sorts of thoughts were going through your head. So rather than actually changing anything, just 
having this as a practice to learn about yourself. And that can become a really good start for, okay, this is where I need to work. And these are the sorts of things I'd like to change to feel better about these situations in the future. So that might be a really good start if you're new or early to to this is to really just take that time to take notice and be curious. If maybe you're ready to um, uh, put some of these things into practice, um, one thing that I would uh, suggest is maybe before you go to an event is to stop, reflect and take just a few minutes, some deep breaths and to check in with yourself. And check in with yourself and think, how am I feeling right now? Am I excited because I can't wait to spend time with these people and and, um, this is, you know, I love this time of year. I love this particular event and it's just going to be so much fun and I'm going to love it. Are you excited? Are you anticipating a, a wonderful time? Are you feeling maybe a little bit nervous and anxious? And why is that? You know, what what do you think is creating that? Is it the people you're going to be with? Is it the food? Are you worried about how you're going to behave with the food that's that's going to be on offer? And just sort of stop before you actually go to the event and reflect about how you're feeling about it before you before you get there. And then when you're there, again, being curious and noticing what's coming up for you is really important. And for those who may be a little further along their journey, you might start to put some things in place like, um, you know, possibly coming up with some thoughts, some counter thoughts that challenge the automatic thoughts that come into your head. So the automatic thoughts might be, oh, I'm eating a little bit too much. This is, you know, this is more than I normally eat. And then um, and, and starting to feel a little guilty and you might challenge that and say, you know what, this is a once a year thing. Uh, I, you, you don't eat like this all the time and it's okay to indulge and enjoy. It's not going to do you know anything bad to you. Um, so you can challenge those thoughts and you can um, you know take some time to really notice what those auto- automatic thoughts are and find ways of saying, is that really true now? Is that actually what I think? Um, and come up with some new new thoughts. Um, the other thing is after the event is thinking about how did you feel during that event? What sorts of things came up for you? Were you feeling the need to restrict? Were you were you kind of doing that little fight in your head where you were like, I really would like a piece of that chocolate ripple cake, um, but I've already had a piece of that cheesecake. Oh, you know, that's probably too much if I have that as well. And, you know, what sorts of thoughts were going through your head? What challenges did you face? What did you find hard and what did you find easier? And it could be a really good place to sort of reflect and sort of see where you're at and maybe, you know, what what parts um, do you maybe need to to put in some more work and, and to, to help you move a little bit further forward um, in terms of food freedom? Um, or did you just fall apart and just, you know, you just kind of let it all go and 
um, all of those dieting thoughts came back and you felt horrible about yourself. That's okay. Give yourself some self-compassion for whatever it is that happens, however it is that you think, however it is that you behaved around food. Um, Just give yourself some compassion and know that this is hard. It really is. We live in a world where diet culture is so, so strong and we've been influenced by it for so long Um, and we get to the festive season and it's a really hard time and, uh, you know, to, to really challenge those thoughts. And so just be just be kind to yourself. If it didn't work out the way you had hoped, it's okay. If you got home and felt the extreme need to restrict your eating the next day because you felt you overeated, be kind to yourself. It's okay. This is a journey and it takes time. And it's so, so hard when we have this massive brick wall in front of us, which is diet culture and all the systems that are upholding it. And we're stuck on the other side and and trying to get through to the food freedom side. Um, It's it's okay. So really just be kind with yourself. However, however it turns out for you, whatever happens, whether it is what you expected or not expected, just be kind to yourself and give yourself some self-compassion and remind yourself that it's okay. Nothing's perfect. We're never going to be perfect. And we learn from these situations and we move on. Okay. So that's I think where I will leave it, um, there's lots more I could certainly talk about, but I just thought I would give a few little tidbits um, that, um, oh, there was one other thing. <laughs> I knew there was something I was I was going to say, is sometimes we can feel the need to compensate either after or before. So there are a lot of people who leading up to, say, Christmas dinner, for example, or some kind of festive dinner, Um, They might restrict their eating earlier in the day. So they might not have breakfast or they might just have a really, really light lunch because they're thinking, well, I've got all this food coming, so I better like hold back and not have so much during the day. Um, That is not really the best way to approach it because what will happen is you'll get to that event really hungry because you've barely eaten all day and then you're more likely to overeat. (laughs) So, and and the other thing is you deserve to eat breakfast and lunch and all your meals and snacks, no matter what event you've got going on. Okay. You deserve that. You are worthy of eating whatever food you need to give you energy, to give you nourishment. Um, So restricting really has the opposite effect. It does not help. (laughs) Um, and just remind yourself that no matter what you're going to eat or no matter what you have eaten, you deserve to still eat your normal meals as you usually do. There's no need to feel guilty for that and there's no need to restrict and hold back um, to compensate. So compensating, um, you know, does not work. Um, so rather than the ups and downs and the extremes, we're looking for a little bit something in between that ebbs and flows and is not so black and white or all or nothing. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, I just remembered, I just looked at my notes was, um, movement, um, thinking about movement, not 
in the sense of compensating. So not I'm going to go out for a walk or I'm going to um, I actually heard from <laughs> I couldn't believe this, but you, I, I heard from someone recently that their gym is open on Christmas Day. Now, I totally get that not everyone celebrates Christmas. So it's I think it's totally appropriate that things will be open because not everyone um, celebrates Christmas. They have different cultures and beliefs and so on. But I think in a lot of cases, that is not the actual reason that they're open on Christmas. I think they're open on Christmas for people who have very disordered thinking about eating and and exercise and feel the need to go to the gym on Christmas Day. But anyway, that's that's, uh, um, something for another day. Um, But movement can still be a really great thing at this time of year. Sometimes we just forget all about it and just go with the flow and that's perfectly fine. But I just want you to invite you to think about how movement can be helpful for you during this festive season, not in a way of burning calories or anything like that or compensating for what you've eaten, but for helping you connect with your body. I find myself that movement, breathing, all of those sorts of things, whether it's through yoga, whether it's through um, doing a more strenuous cardio sort of exercise or some some um, strength-based exercises, it helps me to connect to my body. And so movement, whatever it is that you feel like at the time, it might even just be some gentle stretching, can help you to connect in with your body. Um, And that can be helpful going into this festive season. The other thing is that movement can be really good for our mental health. So if we find this time of year really stressful and we've got some, you know, family members or people that we know are going to really um, make us feel sort of anxious or bad about ourselves or whatever it might be, that some movement can actually help us get these energies out and connect back in with our body. Um, So it can be a useful way to help us sort of ground ourselves and, um, like I said, connect with our body, but also sort of let some of those anxious um, feelings and, and maybe even a little bit of rage, if you're feeling the rage and the anger, that, that the exercise can really help us work through that and let that energy kind of flow through. So rather than thinking about exercise or movement as a way of compensating or burning off, you know, what you've eaten, think about it as a way to connect to your body and a way to help yourself cope with the mental um, you know, anxieties and and potentially even some anger that might come up at this time of year. Or it could even be a way to help you, um, you know, if you're feeling sad and a bit of grief at this time of year, that some movement can actually help you to connect with your body and to work through some of those feelings. So if it's if it's useful to you and you think that that's something that could could help, just sort of factor in and think about some movement um, during this time as well, because that that also might be helpful. All right. I think that is all I had on my um, uh, on my list here. Um, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of my listeners. Um, if you haven't already and you're, you've enjoyed this podcast or episode or, or any of my others, make sure that you do subscribe. Um, 
wherever it is that you listen to um, podcasts because you'll be notified when I do put out a new podcast and I do plan on having more regular ones going into next year. Um, I'm at a different place in my life now where I've got got more time so you can expect more podcast episodes so if you don't want to miss one subscribe so that you can um can can get the notification and if you are really enjoying any of the episodes I'd love for you to leave a review because that really just helps the podcast be found by other people um who uh, will hopefully find this information really interesting as well so thank you so much I hope that everyone has um you know, the best uh, end of the year as they can. I I acknowledge that some people, for some people, this might be a really hard time, Um, but do whatever it is that you need to, um, to get through this in the best way you can. And for those of you who are out celebrating and, um, you know, spending time with family and friends, I hope that it's enjoyable. Um, And please use some of these um, tips, uh, whatever you feel might be helpful for you. So I've given you a a range of different menu of options. Um, So don't feel like you have to do them all. I really want you to choose what you feel is right for you. Okay, I'm going to sign off now and I will be back to speak to you all again in the new year. Goodbye, everyone.